0: What was so good we had to do it twice? Yeah, talking about brands and stories again. Let's talk about it. To the RK3 show. I'm Robert Kennedy the third. RK3, that's me. Woohoo! It's episode 49. 49? 49! That's one less than 50. That means we only have one more episode before the end of season one. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for all your support and the amazing love that you've shown over this season. Guess what? Season two is is going to be even more amazing, if you can even imagine that. Wow, I'm super excited about it, and all the guests we have lined up. Woo I want to also share with you some other goodies we've had recently. We just had an episode with my fellow Jamaican, <laughs> Stephen Hart. Respect one love. <laughs> that was episode 48 and we also had the Pineapple Lady Annie Meehan on episode 47. Did you enjoy that? I hope so because we had some other great episodes as well. Episode 42 with Rob Holman, episode 43 with Kinja Dixon and guess what? We are heading on into season 2. We'll be kicking off with some great interviews by Carla Cannon, the trailblazer and ex-NFL player turned inspirational speaker Merrill Hodge, WNBA star Lisa Willis and a lot of other great storytellers. I'm excited, super excited about season two launching February 4th, 2020 2020. Have I said that already? I'm excited there. I said it again, excited. Let's jump in to today's episode. Last time, We talked about branding and telling your story with podcaster, marketer, brander, Stephen Hart. Today, our guest is also a brand builder. Aurora Gregory says helping entrepreneurs use marketing to build their business is her passion. This Southern California native refers to herself as a marketing maven, and she's the co-author of Get Picked tips, tricks, and tools for creating an irresistible speaker proposal. Aurora's got a story. Let's roll with it. Aurora, how are you today?
1: I am great, Robert. Thanks so much for having me on the show today.
0: Listen, it is a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for a little bit because one of the things that's central to you is you talk about storytelling. I mean, there are a lot of you have marketing that matters, on your site, but when we look through your site, you really talk about stories. So when people say, Hey, Aurora, what do you do? What's the answer that you give to them? You
1: know, I love to tell them that I help my clients sort through all the chaos so that Mm -hmm. they can get their story straight and connect with audiences that can turn into customers. That's the thing. I think all entrepreneurs, business people at every level, whether you're at, um, a blue chip corporate level, or you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur type of, of, of business. What you're looking to do is have your story connect with people who can engage in relationship with you and become customers.
0: And isn't that a big word, that whole connect thing. So many people miss that. And one of the things that I noticed on your website, you say you have, you help trusted brands get their story. Right. So tell, tell us a little bit about the flip side. How do some brands get their stories wrong?
1: You know, what I really find when things are most wrong is when brands, businesses, entrepreneurs make all of their marketing about selling mm-hmm. when it's sell, sell, sell. Constantly selling. Um, you know, the, the famous line from Glenn Gary, Glenn Rice always be selling. They are always selling. Right. And that's when things get wrong. You wear out your audience. You wear out your potential customers when you are constantly trying to sell them. You need to make marketing about a relationship. One of my um, favorite marketing um, gurus, if you will, to follow is a guy named Mike Kim. And he has this great quote, and his quote, um, he quotes this pretty regularly. He says, marketing isn't about closing a sale. It's about opening a relationship. And that's what needs to be, that's where where you can get your marketing moving in the right direction when you make it about relationship and not about constantly selling.
0: So one of the things that is tricky for a lot of people, though, is that process. When do you flip the switch? And Gary Vaynerchuk had that great book, uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook. Right, and people they kind of say, "Okay, that means okay, I talk to them three times, and then bam, I get him with the sale, I get him with the conversion right so when with with what you're talking about you're 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 talking about something that I'm referring to as maybe story marketing or or brand marketing, right What is the difference between that and and regular marketing, and I'm asking a two part question, and how do you know when is the right time to offer the sale sure
1: so The whole idea of story marketing, a story, you know, if you think about any story, whether it's a movie that you love or a book that you love to read, a story has a a kind of a straight line. It follows a specific path and it has characters and it has a hero and a villain and it has all of the elements of story, right? And so when we engage as, as business people in our marketing and we try to approach it from a story perspective, we need to be able to identify who are the different characters in the story uh, that our customer wants to be able to tell our customer. We want our customer to be able to, to be successful. And we have tools, products, services that will help them be successful. We need to flip the story from being about us to making the story about them. We're here to make them the hero of their own story to help them be successful, victorious. And we're here with the tools, the solution, the magic, if you will, that's going to make that possible. When we, when we get, when things get a little muddy and confused and we don't move them along in a story, um, we confuse them, we confuse the customer. And there's another quote, quote I don't have the, the, the person who said this, but it's that a confused mind always says no. So Mm, if you don't keep the story clear, help them see their story. All all they can see is their problem. You being the expert are on the outside and you can help them see this is why this is messy and here's how we can straighten it out. And here's how I can help you go from messy to clean so you can be successful. So when you're trying to um, kind of flip the switch, if you will, The first thing you have to do is be able to help that customer understand what their problem actually is. Mm -hmm. And that's where you begin kind of sorting things out for them. That path may be telling your own story. It may be telling the stories of other customers. It may be relating it to some other things that are um, that are going on in the world or in the marketplace. But as you move them along the story, you're helping them see themselves and seeing how they can be successful. It's at that point where you've got them understanding, no, I can be successful, is when you say, then here's the tool, here's the service, here's the solution. And you may do that through public speaking. You may do that through um, email marketing. You may do that through social media posting. You may do that using a bunch of different tools, but you need to be able to help them sort out their story so that you can help them to see this is the tool that you need. I have the tool that you need. And if you will take this, you will be successful.
0: Wow. So you just brought up a couple of important points. You mentioned the word public speaking Woohoo! just now, right? right. And so- well, let me ask you, you, one of the things that you tell entrepreneurs is that public speaking is one of the fastest ways to grow their business. I mean, why is that the case? Why, why do you personally believe that that's true?
1: So I'm a huge believer in public speaking. I, you know, Robert, you and I kind of connected on some shared points. We both work with corporate clients as well as yeah. entrepreneurs. And what I do with, corp- with my corporate clients is I work with them on their internal corporate speakers bureaus and all that means is that i help them place their experts on stages so that they can get in front of either current customers and let them affirm that their customers are making the right choice or they get in front of audience of prospective customers so that they can talk about the stories that they have to tell and why they should be the choice for that prospect, right?
0: So let me pause you just for a second. I really want to, I heard something interesting and I wanted to create, to create a difference here. Why is what you do, why is what you just mentioned different than a sales team?
1: So the sales team, their goal is to go in and um, secure the sale. You've now got the audience convinced that um, they have a problem the problem has been sorted out and made clear to them, and now they are convinced that they need a solution. Now they've got to pick who is going to provide me that solution. Who is going to give this to me? Who am I going to buy it from? Mm -hmm. Um, You and I both know, um, your audience knows, that most of us are not the only people in our space or in our industry who do what we do. And that's okay because we are not for everyone and every customer is not for us. There's plenty of business in the world for everybody, but every customer has to pick um, the provider that works for them. And so that's the sales team. The sales team does that. They come in after all the groundwork has been laid and say, okay, this is our tool. This is how it works. This is how we support you once you buy it from us. Uh, This is how much it costs. And we would love for you to buy it from us.
0: Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to The RK3 Show. Hey there, just a quick reminder. If you haven't registered yet, go register for the web class. Five simple strategies to get paid for public speaking. You won't regret it. If you have a story to tell or expertise to share, then you need to hop on this webinar. Isn't it time you got paid for your pain? (laughs) <laughs> Check the show notes and sign up today. And now back to the show. So if we're if we're talking about if we are creating maybe a familiar picture for people, this is almost like your people that you're putting on stages are like the commercial. And then people still have to get up off the couch and go to the store and they meet the, the, the salespeople in the store <laughs> who, who then are. The, and then you got to go to the gas register. So that's th- these, exactly right. Okay. Perfect.
1: That's exactly right. And so from the stage, um, and the reason I um, talk about public speaking, and I feel so strongly about it is because there really is no other marketing tool that mm-hmm. allows you to engage and network with a large group of people in a meaningful way all at one time. We've all gone to conferences and gone to the mixers. We've gone to networking events And we might meet a great bunch of people, walk out with a handful of uh, great business cards of folks that we want to connect with. But if you go to an event, even like a local chamber of commerce mixer event, there'll probably be 50 people there. It's not possible to network meaningfully, to talk about what you do or what you offer meaningfully with 50 people in the space of a two-hour cocktail party. It's just not possible. But from the stage, you can do that. Wow. You can actually share your story. You can share the, your ideal customer story. Um, give them a path and show them how you can help them move from one place to another, from one level of success to, a, to the next level of success. You can do all of that from the stage in a meaningful way. Now, your story and every customer in the room may not be for you, and that's okay. Um, that's certainly true at, say, the Chamber of Commerce Mixer. But because you're doing it from the stage, um, they have an opportunity to make a decision to come and engage with you further. Um, I can't... I, I do public speaking. Um, I do a lot of training on teaching people Um, how to pursue public speaking and how to write terrific speaker proposals and speaker pitches so that they can land those stages that they're looking for. Um, I have never been at an event where after my presentation, I haven't had a good line of You know, I'd say 10 to 12, maybe 20 people that want to speak to me afterwards, want to exchange business cards, want to connect, um, who followed up with me on LinkedIn afterwards, um, sent me an email, all of those kinds of things, maybe come and even bought my book. All of those things, because I stood on the stage and was able to tell them um, what they needed to know about creating a terrific, a terrific speaker pitch. And that's available to all of us. And wow. so that's why I believe so strongly about public speaking. I've seen it be incredibly effective in corporate environments, and I've seen entrepreneurs use it um, to help grow um, their prospect and customer base in a meaningful way.
0: So what are some of the opportunities that speakers then, or business owners, small business owners, are missing with regard to speaking?
1: So, one of the things that I love about the world that we live in today, um, because it's so digital, um, as a speaker, you can have an audience, a stage, anytime you want. Mm -hmm. From doing something like a live stream, if you have a Facebook page, if you have a YouTube channel, even on LinkedIn, you can hit go live and you can have an audience anytime you want. Um, Today's world makes that real and possible, So I would encourage anyone who has not considered live streams to do that. Mm. Um, The other thing is to think more broadly about public speaking, about what speaking means. I include things like podcasting and being a guest on podcasts as a speaking opportunity because that host has cultivated an audience of people that are interested in a particular topic. And as you connect with that podcast host and share your message, you're connecting with that audience. Um, There's a whole strategy around the concept of what we call guesting. And that's really a focus on being a a guest on podcasts. And I... I I completely consider it a a public speaking opportunity and it's a strategy that I think can be very successful. Not all of us have the bandwidth to be a podcast host like yourself, but (laughs) all of us can find 15 to 30 minutes um, to create great pitches, connect with a podcast host, and then offer themselves as a strong guest. You help the host Provide great content to his audience, and you help your own business by being able to share it with an audience that you know is also interested. To say nothing of else, uh, to you know, to not forget all of those kind of traditional pitching actual stages, um, mm-hmm. speaking locally. If you're a local business and you're looking for local opportunities to pitch, um, local opportunities like your chamber of commerce or your local service business clubs, organizations, um, to look for uh, industry events. Um, I do a lot of work in that area where you've got professional associations that are looking for session presenters and even keynote speakers, yeah. um, Opportunities today abound for speakers. It's just a matter of committing to it, um, making sure that you have the right pieces in place so that you can be successful as you pitch yourself as a
0: speaker. Awesome, awesome. So let, uh, let me ask you one last thing. You've got this amazing book, Get Picked, Tips, Tricks, and Tools for Creating an Irresistible Speaker Proposal. And there was one thing that you mentioned about creating a narrative for people, four steps to creating a narrative. Can you share with us as our last piece here, what are a couple of the things that a speaker can really do to connect and get in, (laughs) state your stuff and then get out so that it, that it's meaningful for the audience?
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, when you're pitching yourself as a speaker, the first gate that you have to cross and before you can get on that stage in front of that audience is the event planner. Mm-hmm. Um, in some instances, it's actually someone called the event planner. If it's a, an industry association, it might be the education director. Um, they have any number of, of names, but there's an organizer, the person that's responsible for picking those speakers. That's the person that's responsible for looking through all the pitches.
0: Yeah.
1: After, I'd say probably 15 years of working on creating speaker pitches for my corporate clients. I've boiled down to the the kind of the five things that you've got to have in order to put forward a great speaker pitch. The first thing you've got to have is a great topic. The topic that you talk about hasn't it needs to matter more than to just you it's got to really matter to your audience it's got to address yeah. a pain point or a problem it's it, it may be a common problem maybe a problem that never goes away but you've got to be make sure that it's a topic that is constantly in discussion so have a hot topic second you've got to have a great title to your session it can't be just something that's very pedestrian something that as you're looking through a booklet full of sessions or web pages full of sessions once a conference is launched, that just is going to make your eyes skim over. It's got to be something that's kind of attention grabbing. I always tell people, you sell your session, you sell your presentation with the title. It's the first thing people see. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to tell a good story. A story has beginning, a middle, and an end. So I always like to encourage people when they're writing now the actual description of what they're going to talk about. To start with either the actual problem, to start with a question that kind of question like that that go, that maybe starts out with what if you could shave ten hours of administrative work out of your day uh, out yeah. of every week and be able to apply that to something else um, that whole idea that intriguing question kind of draws people in because if there 's you know drowning in administrative work then the first thing they want to do is like yeah I'd love to save 10 hours how did someone do that how did someone s-? they'll continue to read you talk you take them through that story of how you or maybe one of your clients worked together to put systems in place so that time was being saved and then at the end of the story there's that moment of success That point at which it's okay, we send ten hours, and now those ten hours, instead of going being applied to administrative tasks, are being applied to value-added, customer-focused experience um, tasks that are creating a better user experience. That's what that's that whole story that draws people in, and you're doing that in a short, kind of tightly worded paragraph. Within that paragraph, item number four is you want to be able to take people. Give them a little taste of the journey. Were there problems that you had to solve on the way to saving these 10 hours? Were there um, success points? Were there um, key lessons that were learned? Include little tidbits about what else the audience will learn in the session. And then lastly, you're going to toot your own horn just a little bit. Um, I had an old mentor that used to say to me, she said, Aurora, if you don't toot your own horn, it will remain in a state of untotedness. So what (laughs) you want to do, isn't that great? I've always loved that. She was a woman named Pat Tobin. She was amazing. Um, So at the end or somewhere in the course of your presentation, you want to um, explain, give a little bit of information as to why you are the expert not just a expert, but the expert that should be on the stage talking about this to this event's audience.
0: That's awesome. Listen, as you're speaking, I'm thinking of so many more questions and roads that we could go down, but I really want people to get in touch with you. Where can they find you online and learn a little bit more?
1: So they can um, meet up with me at uh, my website, auroragregory.com. I also have a website dedicated just to the book if you're interested in specific things around speaking um you can go to get picked to you can find them find the more information about the book there the book is available on amazon in print and ebook format so if you're interested in you know amping up your speaker pitch game you'll want to take a look at that and then you can find me on all social media platforms uh Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I welcome all connections.
0: That was awesome. Remember on the playground when they had to choose teams, you hoped, you prayed to get picked. And, and the order in which you got picked meant something, right? Now you're all grown up and you're still raising your hand because that's what we do. It's how we serve. It's how we accomplish. So as we shared in the last couple of episodes, it's time for you to get intentional About your story, your brand, your marketing So that you can get picked and not kicked (laughs) And honestly, you're worth it You just have to believe it enough to act on it It's time, let's do it together I hope you had fun today, I hope you learned something But most of all, I hope you were compelled to jump out of your comfort zone To share your story If I can be helpful to you with that process Let me know by hopping over to robertkennedy3.com that's Robert Kennedy the number three123.com. Three, Don't forget, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy the third, RK3, and you've been listening to TheRcade.